Hey y'all, it's time for some damn good content. I'm Shelby Claymall, your host and business bestie. I'm a content creator, social media manager, and coach, keynote speaker, wife, and a mama of two who ditched her nine to five to build a thriving multi six-figure business solely using social media. Just like you, I'm a working mom and a wife with limited time. So I'm committed to cutting the fluff and delivering tips and fresh ideas straight to your earbuds on how you too can harness damn good content and create that type of business that you love and are proud of. Each week, we'll deep dive into strategy and mindset of building your brand on social media so that your confidence and success in the online space can skyrocket. Get ready to step outside of your comfort zone and start creating some damn good content. Are you ready? Let's freaking get it. Hey guys, welcome back to the damn good content. I have uh, Stephanie Postel with us today, all the way from Charleston. I'm so excited to have her here. We're going to deep dive into how we met, how she uh, posted a video to quote unquote, get my attention, even though I knew who she was already. She's built such a badass business from the ground up um, in the AC industry. And it's just so awesome to have you here. Thank you so oh, much great. for joining me. Uh, how so are you well, today? Even though you're my friend, <laughs> but I'm super excited to be here. I uh, know this is an awesome uh, vision that you've had and it's awesome to see it all come together and I'm glad I get to be on it with you. I know. And just like you just said, it's so formal because if you're listening, y'all, we've probably known each other, I guess now almost a year. And I feel like I've known her forever because I mean, I don't know, we just grew very close very quickly, but I coach her and we run her social as well. But she's awesome. They even came down to New Orleans uh, during Mardi Gras. And I went and finally met her and David in person. And it was so, so good. So yeah, just like you just said. That formal it doesn't have to be that serious, Shelby. Dang it! Um, but give us a little background on you and let people know like who you are and what you do and all that stuff, and then we'll we'll slide on in how so, um, we started. I together. live in Charleston, South Carolina. My husband and I own Anchor Heating and Air, and uh, we've just been open about a year and a half. But we have been in the industry in the HVAC industry. Uh, for a good while, uh, David for about 20 years, me for 10. Uh, I was an operations manager of a large heating and air company. Uh, and then uh, we started a company uh, together, um, grew and, and moved on from that. And now I've started our own company that is just uh, taken off like crazy. And um, we've lived in Charleston our whole lives. I've owned several businesses over the years. I love marketing and branding. It's definitely uh, my my true love. So I always say when I grow up, that's what I'm going to do for my real job. But uh, in the meantime, <laughs> um, in the meantime, we are just really trying to grow a business uh, that has a story and that resonates with people. And uh, we really get to do what we love to do and what we're good at um, by giving back also at the same time to the community and the people around us. And y'all, she's being very humble right now and like not tooting her own horn, but they're pretty dang awesome at what they do. And she's probably one of one of the favorite people to work with only because she understands marketing. She loves marketing and she actually just trusts our team to do what we need to do in order to be successful for her, even though she doesn't need that much help because they're pretty freaking awesome themselves. I want to go back and like give people a little insight because... What you're about to tell everybody, it's going to, one, maybe not shock them because obviously it's my podcast, but 
or it might, that such a business that only caters to the community that surrounds you is on such a platform that we met on. So I want you to go ahead and tell the story of um, what that platform is, number one, um, how you met me and like what it's done for y'all's lives and why do y'all still utilize Definitely. it even though you well, are community-based? Again, marketing is just my thing and I know the importance of branding. And of course, I want to be where where people are that are trying to find my company. Uh, so yeah. very early on, uh, we, David and I actually love TikTok. And so uh, we got on TikTok when it when it first started. Yeah, you do. To be honest, I mean, it's probably been four years ago, five years ago. But we were just consumers, right? So, and uh, once we had our own business, uh, we have a really great Facebook following. We do a lot of stuff in some very um, niche Facebook groups in our community, and so people knew us from that. But in our industry, uh, it is important for us to be recruiting. And early on, I really just saw that TikTok was going to be the place that that would um, be a place where we could attract people that weren't customers, but were actually people in our industry um, that were looking for jobs. So anyway, right. uh, I also was very influenced by my very good friend, Leslie Harpole, who has a plumbing company in Oklahoma City, and they were on TikTok. So I was like, oh, this is not my jam. I'm not one to be on a camera for stuff like that, but I have to do what I have to do to, to get my business where it needs to be. And so we jumped on TikTok. And uh, as we were, you know, growing uh, that following, I came across this girl named Shelby Claymont, and I was like, hmm, who's she? So uh, I started following her, <laughs> and um, one day she said, uh, I have a marketing company, and if you want some information about uh, your niche and how I can help you, um, drop a comment. So I did. I said, heating and air. And uh, little did I know or expect, but a few days later, somebody posted a video back at me and gave me some really great comments, um, which was so exciting. I was like, um, who is this lady? And so I took those things to heart, which I still yeah. do, um, that from that first video. And then it seems like a few days later, the trend, the Adele trend, was out there where people were saying hello. Yes. <laughs> and uh, you did a TikTok where you were waving. And so I was like, well, I'm going to duet with you. And you said hello. And then I said hello. And, um, and so I think that's where our love affair started. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. And y'all, TikTok out of all out of all platforms, I I went through a phase where I loved it too. I mean, I still do like it, but it's just you have to do so much yeah. with it. But it's just so chill over there. It's just like you said, it's so laid back. You could do basically whatever you want over there. It's basically I like to say it's the stories of Instagram, which is fully TikTok. Now, I want you to dive into Tell us a little bit more about why you utilize TikTok and what it's done for your business. Because if people are listening, like I always preach, TikTok's not your number one platform, obviously. 
if you are serving the community around you. But it's a great for recruitment. It's great for just brand recognition because everyone is on it. And you said a key component in the very beginning when you started talking is you were a consumer. You and David were a consumer. And what people forget is that there's so many people that are on TikTok that will not like, will not comment, will not share, will not post, will not do anything, but they're consuming all of your content. So give us a little bit of backstory about why you, why, um, you're still utilizing it and what it's done yeah. for your business throughout well, so you know the years of using. a little bit. And as far as education, um, I think marketing wise, and, and I know you say this and this is why you manage, um, my social, my Facebook and Instagram. So TikTok is not your only place to be right. So it's, it's really my add on. And I think you have to know what platform hits what target audience, right? So we are very active on Facebook. Yes. Um, we are on Instagram. I just told you it's not my favorite. I just don't feel like it's uh, my niche uh, for my business, but I know we need to be there. Yeah. So we are. Um, but uh, I think mm -hmm. the people that are looking to buy my services are on Facebook, right? Those are my customers. Um, and, and a little bit of Instagram as well. But uh, I think that TikTok gives me the ability to show my brand. It gives me a, the ability to show the culture within yeah. my company. Uh, I get to include my employees, whether it's right. through a funny trend or interviewing them or highlighting the really awesome work that they do every day. And so truly, I... I very quickly realized that it's also great for recruiting. So the people in my industry that are most on TikTok are the technicians. And so they are literally on there, yes. some of them all day long. And I don't mean in a way where they are just scrolling, right? And certainly there's some of that. But technicians love to show what they know how to do. And so they love just being on there and showing, hey, I'm working on this blower motor today and I want to show you what that looks like. Or, hey, we saw this drain line and I'm fixing this. Or I installed this unit. Look how amazing it looks. And so I think for me, yes. um, then I know, okay, I can see their work. They can see us as a company and almost we can date each other before either one of us figures out if we're interested um, in either employment one way or the other. It's, it, I know that exactly. that's what has happened. My last, last technician that I bought, that I bought, that I hired, um, which I wish I could <laughs> buy them, but I can't. Um, I need them so much. But, uh, but our, my last technician that I hired, uh, he is a younger technician with worlds of experience. He's amazing. But in our interview, I was chatting with him and I was like, yeah, we're on social media. We do a lot of stuff on TikTok. And, um, and I said, you know, we just got all of our branding done. He said, I know I picked option four. I'm like, what? Well, when we had gotten our branding done, the company had given us four options. And I posted the four options on TikTok and yeah. numbered them. And I said, what was your, you know, I just said, hey, drop your vote in the comments for which um, brand design you like. And he liked option four, which is actually the one we ended up going with. 
And that was almost six months before we hired him. So that just tells me that that whole time, That's amazing. he was, he had figured out something about us, learned about us in the community, whether we came up on his for you page or wherever we were, he started following us. And then by time we got to that point where he decided, Hey, I might want to go work for them. Um, he already knew a little bit about us. So that just cemented for me immediately that uh, that's where the power of TikTok was or is for, for my industry. I think too, you hit on a lot of key components there because it's, it, it, well, TikTok is awesome too for, I sell it a lot to the businesses or the companies that we work for, for recruitment or company morale. And they don't understand that that is where their employees are. And they're like, well, I have this perception of TikTok where it's terrible and everybody knows all the crap that's going around about it. But like in all reality, until something happens, you should be utilizing these platforms because that is where your people are. And just like you said, that is where they want to showcase what they're good at because that is how they get seen in the visibility. And the fact that you found an employee that's awesome and he came from TikTok, that just, that makes it all worth it in the end. Because I always say this, like if I touch one person, that I'm doing my job. If you can hire just one person from the platform, then it was worth posting a million videos until one pops off. And so with a lot of times people don't understand it or they're basically like, I don't need to be on that type of platform. And especially in your industry, I guess, give us a little bit of tips on like, if you were to speak to businesses in the trades, because I do know that you do talk to them a lot. Um, Give some advice on like just being open-minded and really utilizing social media more than what they are doing or more than the traditional sure, ways so, of marketing I mean, that they have been doing. all platforms, one thing that definitely resonates is Facebook, Instagram, use your own people, right? Do not use stock photos because yes. that, yeah. like, people don't want to see that. There is a guy that is for a, a large manufacturer that they sent out his stock photo. It's on everybody's Facebook. Like, it's it's the Bryant guy. Like, nobody yeah. wants to see that. He doesn't work for every company, right? So use your own people. And I think TikTok right. requires you to do that, basically, because there, there are no just stock videos. So that's been a huge thing. I think the other thing, too, is that um, you need to definitely have a, a balance of uh, giving tips and tricks to your consumer, but you also need to balance showing company culture and what you're doing, whether it's a company meeting or it's that you as an owner or a manager are out in the field with your people and or showing like, uh, little last uh, two weeks ago, we ordered a pallet of water because we supply water for our team, you know, for the summer. And I'm videoing it, you know, like, oh, this is going to be great. I can show that we're buying this water. Well, the guy delivers the water and dumps it off the back of the truck. I didn't know I was going to catch that, but perfect yeah. for TikTok, right? So I just think all of those things, you want to be very balanced between trends and 
telling a story or telling something that happened. Um, and your audience is way different there. Certainly you have a level of decorum and we, we have that across. We're not quite as edgy as some other companies are. Um, but, um, you know, because we respect our em employees, we respect our customers. Uh, so there's, there's a little bit of stuff that I won't do, but I think there's also some stuff that you can do on TikTok that is really not great for Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. And I think that shows who you are as a company. Like we're, we're, we're a little crazy. We're fun. We do cool things, but we also cuss around here because the work is hard and all those kinds of things. So it, it really shows who you are yeah. in, in any industry. Moving jobs is a really hard thing to decide to do, right? And many times it's one interview with you and an employer and you're making a lifetime decision. And so by having these videos yeah. and kind of seeing who we are, um, being interviewed or whatever, you can kind of know who you're going to work for before you make that jump. Uh, and, and it can bring up questions in an interview that you might not have asked before because you've seen kind of some backstory on the company. So there's no question. Um, you know, I think also seeing our technical ability and our expertise really resounds with uh, technicians coming in. Um, so, so that's, that's a huge yes. thing too. People want to know that they're working with ethical companies who know what they're doing, not just a fly by night. You know, we kind of put it together on a Friday and open on Monday. Yeah. And I think too, just like what you said is TikTok gives you the ability to push your limits a little bit. And I laughed earlier because the story that you told about the water I watched. So I know exactly what you're talking about. If y'all don't follow her on TikTok, you should. Because a lot of it too is fascinating. And like you push the limits of where Instagram has to be just a little bit more professional on Facebook. Like I understand I preach, give uh, your personability and your vulnerability aspects of things. But there's a borderline that you can do when it comes to an actual business. And so... When you're posting on TikTok, that's showing your personality. And I always tell people, I'm like, this is your uh, employee morale boost. This is what gives them an insight to what it is like to work for you. And then also your consumers are there too, even though they're silent. And so I want to go into the one video that you posted that has, I think I looked at it this morning, has uh, what, 1.5 million? Is that the one of David just really doing things? Well. She literally had a, I got a text message um, one, I think it was one night or something. She's like, oh my God, we're at this. And then, oh my God, like five minutes later, she's like, holy crap, we're at 200,000 views and da, 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 da. And I have this many more followers and like people are commenting like crazy. And I know that I've preached virality is crazy and all that stuff. But like, this is the thing here. It's exposure. And she has the ability to now to address the negative comments and the positive comments. And so a lot of people are like, well, I get negative comments and I get texts all the time. That's like, oh my God, should I take it down? Cause I'm negative. I'm like, hell no, you address that person and you talk to them. And like, I've coached her before. I'm like, address that person with a video. So respond with a video. So give a, give the people that haven't seen that video, a little insight to what it was. And then let's talk about how you navigated the negative and the positive aspect of people trying to call David out right. when, you know, he's an expert in this industry. He's been doing this for how long? 
20 years and people were basically right. telling yeah. him, you are doing know, this wrong. The whole thing, which we've talked about before, you never know what's going to go viral, right? And prior to this video, I know I told yes. you, you know, a million times, oh my God, that one got 20,000 views. I literally did that one at 1.30 in the morning when I was laying in bed, like, oh, I need to post something. Yes. I have this video. Posted it, put a song over it, and it got 20,000 views. And at the time, I was like, wow, you know, I mean, that's, that's huge. Um, of course, there's a lot of stuff with our daughter is in the industry. Um, she's an install technician. She's amazing. And so it's really great yep. uh, for other technicians to see females in the industry. But um, the, this video that went viral, the guys were in the um, warehouse and they were wrapping ductwork for a job that was the next day. And I just videoed David doing it. And it is super interesting. I'll say like, he is my husband, but he can wrap ductwork presents like nobody's business. I mean, he really can. It's, it's so cool. <laughs> and I'm always mesmerized because he, he uses a ruler if he's, you know, bending sheet metal. But to think about how things have to bend this way and bend that way. And in your mind, it's almost backwards. Like, I just, I can't do it. And, uh, and he wrapped an elbow, which is what it's called. So it's, it's like a tube that comes up and wraps like this. Um, and he put insulation around it. And he laid it out, cut it in what looks like a square, but it's really a diamond. And then cut another little piece, put it over the top, whatever. I just put it all together and I put on the video, we're up to our elbows in duct work. And I posted it. And then I got yep. back on TikTok like 30 minutes later and it had 2,000 views. And I was like, that's weird. Like, what's up with that? So then I went back, uh, did something else. Yeah. I came back like two hours later and it had like 50,000 views. And that... I, I knew something was up from there. And I think the next day it had 200 or 300,000 views. And I literally just looked at, I think we're at 1.4 million. That was almost, I think it was either three or four weeks ago. And I literally just responded to two more comments from it. Like it, it is crazy. And also yes, did. Um, it, that night, because it was so crazy, like you're saying, people started commenting, just asking little things like, oh, what stapler does he use? Why doesn't he have knee pads on? Yes. Why did he cut it like this? And it was the first time where I was like, okay, Shelby, I'm going to reply with a video. And we did. And, and I think we posted yes, you two did. or three. And those got another 20,000 views. And what you also don't realize is that every other video on our page went up exponentially in views because of this viral video. And that's the power of it. Um, and still do. I mean, our, our videos overall, the number of views have gone from two or three hundred for most. Now everything's eight, nine you know, a thousand, some things are immediately will go to 10,000 because we went viral that one yeah. time. Um, so that's, that's been a really crazy phenomenon. And on top of that, we were at 2,200 followers and we are now at 4,400. 
I think, or something like that. And that's a lot for an HVAC company in Charleston, yeah. South Carolina. Like we're that that's the thing. Like we're not talking about, you know, rocket science. And we don't have the corner on the market right. of national rocket science, you know? We're just doing what we're doing in our community. But it is really, uh, you know, so many more followers. Um, okay. Well, I was just going to say on I the think, negative side, um, it is it gives you a lot more uh, confidence to clap back at those people where I, somebody just wrote um, – literally 10 minutes ago, oh, working on the floor like a mutt. I was like, what? Like, what? why like would you, you even, even say, say that? something like, like did you watch the video? Have you, did you read the comments? Like, this is a man who is actually uh, training another HVAC installer on how to wrap ductwork properly. And if you watch the videos, he wasn't, wasn't really right. what he was doing. He just jumped in to show her what to do. So that's why he doesn't have his knee pads on. And he explains that in a different video. Um, but there's so many haters out there. Like, uh, I, I'm, I don't have time for them, but it's fun to respond to them, to be honest. Um, but this video specifically yeah. has had way more favorites. People have, have saved it because they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know how to wrap it yes. that way. So that it was a, an instructional video that we really didn't mean for it to be instructional, but it was. Um, and so, you know, I mean, it, it's a dying art truly because there's so many young people coming into our industry that are learning how to do the technical side, but there are not a lot of people that like to do duct work and you might not like how to do it, but you need to know how to do it. And so I think that was the big thing where, a lot of technicians and people looked at it like, oh, wow, I didn't know how to do it that way. I'm going to save this for later so I can figure out how to do it. Yeah, I think that I want to hit on two things. One is how um, so she went viral, everyone. She only services Charleston. She only services literally the community that she's in. So it is a whirlwind of virality. And her goal is, yes, if she can get one-off clients from TikTok, that's cool. But your ultimate goal is brand exposure. And now you're you're there. You're there. You have brand awareness, your brand exposure. And now even though one video did pop off, you're still going to continue to post on it. And so I think what people forget or don't understand is that on these social media platforms, you sometimes go viral, truly. That doesn't ultimately mean you're going to make money from it. That just means you're educating the uh, community around you or the people that do the sure. same thing that you do, exactly what you just said. And so I guess, what is the mindset that you have where you're not, well, you basically have the same mindset as me, but can you please just explain it to everyone of you're not on these platforms for virality. You're on these platforms for brand recognition. And how did you develop that mindset? Yeah, well, I mean, listen, going viral is fun, right? Because I'm like, well, I'll check that one off my list. So, you know, I mean, that that's the fun part. It gives you the yeah. opportunity to respond to a lot more people, you know? I mean, so so that is cool. Um, but I think it, it does just get us out there. It gives you a level of, um, a clout, right? To say, okay, we have this many followers, we have this many views. Um, so that definitely is, um, is a big thing. Um, I would say, 
um, I mean, you have to you have to stay after it, but it really is just to continuously be able to show who we are as a company. You know, brand brand is so important, right? It, it, it is not just your logo. It's what's behind that story. And our brand is its anchor, it's the pearls, it's how we do work. And the exposure gives us the opportunity to tell that story. Um, to be honest, I really don't know. I, I just picked it up over time, really, is how important branding is. And knowing the difference between branding and marketing and advertising is really a huge thing. Um, because you can spend a whole lot of money branding and not see dollar for dollar come back to you. Um, but it is how people feel right. about you when they see your brand or how customers feel about my guys before they show up at the door, right? Because the branding, you see me on TikTok, you see me on Facebook, you know, when our uh, technicians go to a homeowner's home, they get a text uh, before the um, technician gets there of my technicians branded in our clothing, whether it's our colors or our polo shirts that have our logo on it. Then our truck shows up outside that has our brand on it. So it's you're instilling this confidence and this trust for people before we even rung the doorbell. And there is just so much value to right. that. And I think a lot of that's really for me on TikTok, we can explain a lot of that because all of this is relational, right? They, they may want to do work with us because we're funny or we look like we're a great company, but we also get the opportunity to tell the story of where did the anchor come from? You know, why, why are we a trades business right. that has pearls wrapped around the anchor? right? How girly is that? Well, you know, my, my target audience is men and women between 25 and 65 that are homeowners. But let me tell you 75% of the time who calls me when the air doesn't work. Women, right? And so if you feel when you see my brand that there is something like, wow, what if, why would there be pearls on an anchor that has a wrench that's going to be a company that's going to come fix my air conditioning? And so then you begin to be able to tell your story. Well, I've worn pearls since I was 14, and they're just my, my trademark. But the pearls also mean a lot to me because of how long I've worn them. They set a standard of what that means in our company. We have, we have the pearl promise. We show up when we say we're going to show up. We do what we say we're going to do. And we're going to exceed expectations every time that we're in someone's home. So what else do you want from your contractor, right? And so our pearls are our promise. Right. That's what we say. And so I think that's a huge yeah. thing to be able to, to tell that story to somebody before we even show up. They have to at least give us a chance, right? And so, um, so I think you can use yeah, this platform yeah. for being able to do that differently than Facebook or Instagram, where you can, but you're not consuming the, um, the videos the way that you are on TikTok. So, 
Exactly. And I think too, I, I think you've opened my eyes way more on certain things. Like we've obviously, you've coached me as much as I've coached you. Um, and in the sense of the trades Gosh. have so much opportunity to stand out in their community. And I think a lot of them, and it's honest to say, and I might regret this later, but they have such the old school mentality of like, well, people need me. They're going to call me anyway. Cool. But do you want to absorb the market share in your market? Or do you just want to be like the average Joe and hope and pray that they call you? Why are you not exceeding your marketing efforts and being on every platform, showcasing who you are. Like there's so many people around, even where I live that well everywhere. Cause like, until I met you, I feel like no one's ever really just like advertised that was in the trades or maybe I just haven't paid attention enough, but it's like, you have so much potential to literally take over the area that you service by simply inputting brand awareness, by using your social media platforms, by wrapping your trucks, by doing all of your traditional marketing on top of figuring out what you have to do now in order to get the attention of the young home buyers, because that's where they are. Even the older home buyers are like earlier, you said, uh, not TikTok, Facebook is your platform. Hands down 1000% it is. Facebook is still the OG. Facebook is still like killing it, even though it aggravates, you know, everyone. Um, those people will always cheer for you. They share it. They like it. They comment it where when you move over to Instagram, which is probably why you don't like it as much consumers, they consume on that platform. They're not the type that's going to like it and share it and comment because they're like, Oh, I don't want people to know I saw that. And then on TikTok, I mean, you don't really know what you're going to get because when I tell you TikTok brings everybody from every direction, I'm like, this is a human being like the one that commented, whatever they commented to you. But I literally was like, this is so crazy to me that people in the trades aren't utilizing this. So like we're going through renovations right now. And so everybody that comes to our house, I'm like, okay, I want to like, I give everybody an update on the renovation that's happening in my house. I'm like, I want to tag yeah. these people and half of them don't even have an Instagram. Yeah. Well, they don't even have different. a Facebook. You have to keep in mind in the trades, like they're, they're just different and I don't want to say levels because it's not, there are, there are great businesses that choose to be one man or woman or whatever, that they are licensed, they're bonded, they're insured, they're doing it all the right way, but they just want to have a small company and there's nothing wrong with that. And they can live on word of mouth because their referrals will keep them busy. And, yeah. and there's, again, there's nothing wrong with that. In the world where I am living, we want to provide that high quality service, but we're also, we just are called to do something more. Like our business, we, we want a larger company. We're not going to be the largest. We don't want a hundred employees, uh, but we are going to grow to a certain level that is different than a one or two man uh, business and that requires us to continuously be bringing in new customers so that we can grow the other part of that and I'm very selfish in this I love my customers and they certainly make the world go round but if I don't have my employees all of that doesn't matter and so truly what we're growing is a place to take care of families and employees who work with us 
And so my pledge to them and David's pledge to them is that we're going to give you 40 hours a week. We're going to give you opportunities to make money. And and that will give us the opportunity to serve customers, right? And so it's just different because it's, and it's been a little frustrating, right? Because sometimes people want to use those smaller companies and a lot of them are not licensed. Some of them are. And they can't compare what I'm doing to what these smaller companies are doing. Because in the grand scheme of things, I'm feeding 12 yeah. families with what I'm doing at my company. I'm not just feeding myself. And so um, so I, I think that that's the part where it gets into, I do have to advertise more. I do have to market more because we certainly live on word of mouth. There's no question. Those people that, that refer us that way, they are lifelong. They, they are going to be with us until we're not here anymore um, because we've taken care of them, but we have to keep bringing in new people. And so that's where our company is just, we're focused on the long game because we've got people here and we'll have people to come that we have to take care of. And so that side of the marketing is just really important. I think, too, a lot of what you touched on here is you and David put your employees at the forefront of your business. And, y'all, I have seen this so much because, obviously, I coach her and um, I talk to them on a regular basis. And they do such great things in the sense of, like, there's so many people right now that are itching for employees. And there's so many people that are itching for employee retention and to keep their employees happy. But in all reality, they lack giving the employees what they need for one, to feel like they're trusted and two, to feel like they're valued. And someone told me not long ago, the moment I um, release, I was never really a micromanager, but I never really gave my girls the authority to say, okay, this person is your now account manager. They're going to communicate with you. Like you have an account manager. Obviously I'm still there, but now I've given grace the authority to work with you. And the moment I did that, my employees mindset changed. They felt valued. They felt appreciated. They felt trusted. And now they're like, I am really a part of this business. And I think a lot of people that are building businesses, they undervalue their employees. It is why some, I mean, let's be real. There's other reasons, but why retention is so hard these days because people don't a want to work or they just want to feel valued and they want to feel yeah. like they're a part well, of the dream that you are building. Well, I mean, that's all that's all we, we will turn down work in order to make sure that our employees stay, um, able to do their family time that they're not overworked. Listen, when I first started as operation manager, it was not uncommon for guys to be working 80, 90 hours a week in this heat for three weeks in a row because they were on call, then they were back up on call and and it wasn't safe. And those guys got burned out really quick. And it's, that's just not, I don't want to live like that. And I'm, I'm married to one of those guys who still gets in the truck, who's still doing installs and we have a life. And why, why should we have want to have a life that we're not letting our employees have? And so sometimes I've interviewed people right. who are like, I need the hours. I need the hours. And I'm like, you're not going to get that here. I'm going to provide you with other ways to make the same amount of money, but it's not going to be in 70 hours. 
because your wife and your kids or your husband, they don't deserve right. that. Right. And so then you're probably not going to be a good fit for us because what we are creating, you can accomplish in 40 to 45 hours a week and maybe 50 in the summer. But, but overall, it's so important for us to say, you know, you need to go. One of our employees called last week. I've got, a, I've got an opportunity. My, my wife's going out of town and I can go travel with her. You know, can I have next Tuesday off? And this is literally Thursday night. And I was like, absolutely. We'll figure it out. Right. I mean, we, we've got to be able to do that yeah. because otherwise to me, it, listen, the answer isn't always yes, but if I can, everything is figure outable. And if I can figure it out, I will make it happen because otherwise that employee turns around and looks at me and goes, I missed that opportunity because of work. Right now, don't get me wrong. I'm also the same yeah. person that if I hear that employee say, well, I didn't get to go on that trip. And then, or I did have an employee before say, well, I miss my kids award ceremony. I'm like, well, you never asked to go to the award ceremony. Oh, well, I, I just, I knew I wouldn't be able to get it off. I was like, why, why would you have ever assumed that? Right? So you didn't ask. That's not the same yeah. as you asked and I said no. Because my heart is, I want you to be at all of those things. You know, I mean, I've, I've heard David say at times, you know, we, we haven't been married our, our whole lives, right? I mean, we're a blended family. And, um, and, and he said, I missed this or that because I was working. Because I, I had to take care of, of my family. And, and while there is that, right? I mean, you do have to miss certain things, but you don't have to miss everything. And that's not the culture that we're creating here. So, um, so I, that's, that's just super important. And ultimately, we are creating that for our employees and also to be able to give back to our community in a very meaningful way, too. Yeah. And I think that that's super important for everyone to hear and touch on and to know that you can still build a great business by giving your employees what they need and they ask for, but in the same time, still be stern and build a business that's successful because they still have to do the work. And I think that that was amazing to share and for people to to hear. Um, but as we wrap up this episode, wow, that went by really quickly. Oh my God. I want to ask one question because my podcast hasn't launched yet. So I really, as we're recording this, and so I feel like once I ask this question, right. people start to hear it, then it's not going to be such a surprise anymore. Um, but until then, I continue to ask this question at the end. And it is, if you could go back and tell little girl Stephanie one thing in life, what would it be? Um, that the journey's not a straight line. Um you're gonna make me emotional. <laughs> I cried. If you cry, it's okay. I cried when somebody asked me this. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, do it. You're gonna get knocked down, but you just gotta keep getting back up. That's all. That's all there is. And then, and then there's this, right? Ultimately, that um, you don't know what the path is, but the path is prepared for you already. And um, the more obedient you are to listening. And hearing what's planned for you, uh, the more likely you are able to experience all of that. So, that's oh my God, I feel like your answer is my favorite because you made me feel normal because everyone else I asked, yeah, they didn't no, cry. And I was like, I'm not a normal, normal, emotional human. 
<laughs> you weren't you oh, weren't no, ready no, to cry no, on a Thursday, no, but hey, no, whatever. No. <laughs> it's fine. Well, I love that that message because it really is when we grow up, we feel like things are so hard and we should have everything figured out figured out. Well, at least that's how it was as a little girl, but like it's not. You just have to keep getting back yeah. up and everything that's will work out how it's supposed to. Like, you know, I wanna, um, what what would we be doing if we weren't doing this? Right. This is where we're supposed to be. And so yeah. you can't regret one moment. You know, it, when you think that it's supposed to be this straight line, you get disappointed. And so it's not a straight line. And so yeah. as long as you keep a real uh, a, a thoughtfulness about being grateful for everything, you can find something to be grateful for in every bad thing. Um, and it may not be in the moment. It may be weeks later, yeah. maybe years later. Uh, but if you're reflective enough to look back at the journey and go, oh, that's why that was. And the funny thing is now, the more that happens to me, uh, you know, we just had an opportunity that, that we we were hoping for, but we didn't get just this past week. And it is so freeing. David and I looked at each other and we were like, it wasn't meant to be. It wasn't for us. That wasn't that wasn't the right thing. That is God saying, nope. this was not for you, and I have something better planned. And so good job trying. Good job. Yes. You know, good practice, right? You, you felt how that, you saw how that was going to feel, <laughs> but that's not for you. And so I think people get very upset. They're like, oh, I didn't get that, or that didn't work out for me. When you get perspective and you look back at that and go, Thank God I didn't get that because I would have missed this. Um, and that's just where I am in life like now. Yeah. You know? I mean, I'm, I'm freaking 50 and I, and I, I just, what anyway, but you look good. it just is a, as a freeing um, feeling to now just be able to say like, it's okay because where I am is where I'm supposed to be. And all I have to do is keep getting up every day and fighting a good fight and being grateful. And then it's all going to work out. That's a great way one to end this podcast. And number two, a great way to live life because in our reality, we have zero control and we just have to let go and trust that we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. And in the plan that it's supposed to happen and especially the opportunities that are missed, they're just not opportunities because at that point there's a bigger opportunity that is waiting for you that we need, he needed to make room for, yeah. for I mean, us to actually accomplish and do great things. Mark Brooks, you know, some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. It's the best song ever. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm going to go listen to that now. And I just had chills. Okay. And that's a wrap. Kidding. Thank you so much for joining me today. I think that it was such a great, uh, I love, actually, I was very excited to have you just because we think on the same realm of marketing. And I was like, <laughs> I'm just a broken record at this point of people listening. So it's great to have a different perspective. Thank you so much. But thank so you so that, much. Um, that I met you I and that you and your team are doing what they're doing for me. We are so thankful for that. And I know this is just the beginning for you. And I'm glad to be along for the ride. Yay, I'm excited. Okay, guys, if you listened and you love this podcast, make sure you comment, review, share it with everyone that you know, give us some love and stay tuned next week for a brand new episode.